Hi, welcome to Razor Branding Podcast. This is Jackie Russo, and I'm the host. If it's your first time listening, thanks so much for downloading. Hopefully, you'll learn something about branding and come back for more. Episodes are released every Monday, and you can find them on iTunes or razorbranding.org, where you can subscribe through an RSS feed. If you have questions for me, you can find me on Twitter at Jackie Russo. Thanks. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. You're listening to Razor Branding Podcast, episode number four, Audience Profile. Let's get started. This is a continuation on last week's episode, Message Matrix. A number of listeners wanted more. They wanted more information, more details, more explanation. So I thought I'd give you an example. If you're familiar with the storage company Pods, then I'm going to give you an example of a competitor of theirs. So put yourself in the mindset of the Pods people. What you've got is a storage solution uh, for people who need portability and a long-term option with convenient solutions. All right. Well, this competitor took the pod model and added wheels and a hitch. So now you don't have to call corporate to move it. You can just hook it up to your truck and move it on down the road. So the pro, you get the long-term ability of having it parked in your driveway like a pod, but you also get the portability like a U-Haul. But you don't want a U-Haul truck parked in your driveway because they're kind of expensive on a daily basis. So you see where this competitor fits into the marketplace. It's got a little slot there, right, between pod and U-Haul. So what would their audience profile, their message matrix look like? I'll give you some examples. Who are we talking to? Well, let's just narrow it down to three buckets, three different groups that we can kind of focus on. Now, there's a ton of subgroups. There's a bunch of other groups, but this just gives you an idea of how that message matrix would look for them. So this is their audience profile. Who are we talking to? Number one, apartment dwellers, people who live in an apartment. Now, you live in New York and you're thinking everyone lives in an apartment. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about more suburban areas, uh, smaller towns and cities, places where the majority of people actually own a house, yard, picket fence, driveway, carport, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, So we're talking about in those communities where people live in apartments, and it's not always a long-term solution. It's a stopgap measure. It's temporary. It's uh, as they make their way to buying their first home, et cetera. Now, also in that column, who are we talking to? Home sellers, the people who own a house currently and want to sell it. The third group we're going to talk about today in that who are we talking to column, home dwellers, the people who've lived in their house for more than 10 years. They've become entrenched. All their boxes are unpacked. Side note, lived in my house for 18 years and found a box the other day we've never bothered to unpack. I'm on the fence. Do I unpack it? Do I leave it? I obviously haven't needed those things in the past 18 years. So I'm going to wait a little longer. Box it maybe on our 25th anniversary of living in that house. It'll be a surprise when we figure out what it is. Next column. What do they think now? Okay. Well, the apartment dwellers, they use friends to move them. They hire U-Haul. They bribe their friends with beer and pizza. It's, uh... Anybody that has a truck is now a friend. 
That's sort of their approach to moving from one apartment to another or one apartment to a house. The home sellers, what's on their mind? Getting top dollar for the sale. It is all about making sure they're maximizing their profit on the sale of this house. Probably the largest, biggest financial uh, thing in their existence. So how do they make the most of it? The home dweller group, what do they think now? Well, they've been in their house for more than 10 years. They have probably started to fill their garage. And in some cases, their two-car garage has become a one-car garage. They can no longer park the second car there. And sometimes they can't even open the doors on one side of the car because you start to accumulate stuff, more stuff, and, and even more stuff. So the third column, what do we want them to think? Well, the apartment dwellers, we want them to think that using this product is a solution that is easier, more flexible, more affordable than all the other solutions out there. It's the best choice. So you've got to put it into their language. The home sellers, what do we want them to think? We want them to think about staging their home, but yet still needing some of the stuff that they're going to have to get out of the house. So where do they put it? Well, they could go get a storage unit, but then they don't have easy access to the things when they need it. They could box it up and put it in the attic. Again, it's an access issue. So what are they going to do to have the things that they need nearby, but not have them cluttering up the house? If you've ever had to stage your house, you would know that anything that's personal to you, pictures on the wall, yearbooks, um, the dog, all has to go. Anything that truly makes the house yours has to leave so that the potential buyer sees themselves in the house. They're no longer confused by all of your stuff. They can start picturing their own stuff. So you really want to take some before and after pictures and then show how easy it is to put everything in this unit that's in the driveway or in the garage or parked on the street nearby. Uh, heck, if you've got a last minute showing, you can even hide the dirty dishes in there which I, by the way, hid one time in the oven, not knowing that people will actually open the oven to look inside. I would not recommend that as a solution. The home dwellers, what do you want them to think? Well, you want them to think that they want their garage back. They want their life back. They want to be able to park their car again. So again, you want to show before and after photos. Those home dweller garages that have stuff after stuff after stuff, you want to show that before show it all cleaned out, stuck in the pod, maybe put up on shelves. You want them to realize how much easier their life would be. But if it's all of his tools and yard gardening materials, and so you don't want to put them in a storage unit, but you don't really have space for them, this storage option becomes exactly the right solution for you. So then you look at where do we put these messages? So we know who we're talking to, apartment dwellers. We know what we're telling them. This is an easy solution. This is better than your friends being bribed with beer and pizza and dropping your flat screen TV down the stairs. So where are we going to put that message? In the apartment finder publications. Online. Because if I'm looking online for some sort of storage option, that SEO needs to be activated. You want that search engine optimization working for you. Social media is another great place where you can go. Uh, if the apartment complexes in your community allow for a flyer, that would be a good choice. So you see, those are the options. The home sellers, 
We know we want them to stage the house and see the before and after pictures and realize how much better it is to have these materials close by. So who are you going to talk to? Real estate agents. That's where you're going to put the message because they're working with home sellers. A real estate guide publication. And of course, online. That's where they're going to be looking. The home dwellers. The people who can't park in the garage anymore, but can't part with all the stuff that's clogging it up. You want to put door hangers in older neighborhoods and, of course, online. So when you think about that grid with those four columns, that's what it's going to look like. And so when we talked about Message Matrix last episode, people were like, "Ah, I can't really visualize it. Explain it to me. So hopefully this overview of the audience profile has helped you realize exactly how the who are we talking to, what do they think now, what do we want them to think, and where do we put the message Those are your four columns that you're working off of. And you want to remember, this isn't a set it and forget it task. This is something you're going to want to update because you're probably, once you put it all together, going to have five, 10, 15 different groups under who are we talking to. So you tackle the first three and then in three months, six months, a year, tackle the next three. So it's a process. It's always ongoing, always moving with you. It's just important to make sure you map it out so that you can actually make sure it gets done. That's the most important thing. Good luck. Thanks for listening to Raise Your Branding Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and got something from it. And that you'll come back next week. New episodes every Monday. If you've got questions or want to know more, you can go to RaiseYourBranding.org. You can also contact me on Twitter at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do it through the RaiseYourBranding.org website, or you can subscribe through iTunes. Thanks so much.